The following is a presentation of the Wide Open Mic Podcast Network. For information on this and other podcasts, please go to www.wideopenmic.net. Two players, two sides. Do you have any idea how badly I want to kill you? One is light. Hey, damn it, run! One is dark. We're the good guys, Michael. Son of a bitch. Don't ever tell me what I can't do, ever! Dude? You all, everybody? Let's go, friends. You all, everybody? You all, everybody? Acting like it's stupid people when expensive clothes. I love you, Benny, but if we can't live together. Nice, as friends. I've always loved you. We're gonna die alone. Don't you leave me. I'm so sorry. Guys, we have to go back, Kate. I love you. We have to go back! Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of We Have to Go Back, a Lost Rewatch podcast. Man, we are all here. I'm Gunner. With me is the great Jess Grisbaum. Hey. Fuge to the Nooch. Hey, bro. Dave Daz. Ahoy, hoy. And our virgin Keith Stewart. How you guys doing, man? Howdy doody. Man, we are flying through. We're in the 20s now. Episode 20 of season two. The end is in sight. And uh, I'm so excited to talk about this episode. Uh, Man, so much stuff going on. So much stuff, not just with this episode, but at this time when Lost was launching, um, we got a bunch of tie-ins that we're going to talk about um, tonight. So we will cover a couple things. Uh, one of them uh, we'll talk about next week because uh, it kind of ties in in between this episode and next week's. So we'll cover it next week. Um, but let's just kind of get through these deets before we dive into the episode. But this is episode 20 of season two, two for the road. Uh, this aired on May 3rd, 2006, and it was three weeks after SOS, the previous episode. So on uh, the 19th, they aired a double two-hour alias block. Uh, Ironically, the first episode in that two-hour block was called SOS, which was the last episode of the week before. But it was a two-part episode, SOS and Maternal Instinct. Um, Jess, uh, you were a Lost fan, right? Or an alias fan, right? Yeah. So these are from the last season. Do you remember these episodes at all? I don't remember a single thing from the last season of Alias. Well, all I'll tell you about this episode was, let's just say one of the characters had a baby. Hence, maternal instinct. So if you know who that is, if not, spoiler alert, you're going to have to rewatch Alias. I would like to rewatch Alias. It's probably been... 10, 15 years maybe since I watched Alias. I haven't watched it since it aired. I did once. I went back, but I went back when I first got my iPod video. So I watched it on that little iPod <laughs> screen while I was at work. So I would like to watch it again. Um, and then the week after, uh, the 26th of April, was the clip show, The Reckoning. And guys, I have failed you all. I did not watch the clip show this week. 
<laughs> no, you're not alone. That's fine. <laughs> well, I figured no one was really watching it, so I figured it wasn't a big deal. So uh, this episode, Two for the Road, uh, was actually written, uh, was directed by Paul Edwards, who uh, this is his second. He did what Kate did was uh, his first one. Uh, written by the tag team of Liz Sarnoff and Christina M. Kim. And this is the third and final episode that they would write together. This was Liz's fourth, Christina's third, but they they both continue to work for Lost. They just kind of split them up. So, Jess, do you think they split them up because the female voice of Lost, they kind of wanted to put women <laughs> with multiple different partners just because, I mean, that has been one of the criticisms of Lost is that it was written from such a male-heavy perspective. You think that's why they split up uh, the girls? Possibly, but I think that maybe Christina Kim was, you know, maybe able to kind of like work more on her own and she worked with another partner because yeah, I think yeah, she they, was like a, an assistant and then started writing. So maybe that had something to do with it. Oh, so maybe sure. she kind of worked her way into being an actual writer. Right. Well, that's cool. I never thought of that. Um. So all the cast appeared in this episode, the build cast, except... Who who did not appear in this episode? Anyway, um, we didn't see uh, Claire, right? Claire, we didn't see correct. Sun, did we? We, we saw Jin, but did I didn't not see Sun. Jin, we saw Jin. Charlie. I what about Echo? Was Echo in it? Nope, Charlie and Echo. Nope. Echo, Claire, yeah, Sun, no, and Charlie. Good job. All right, so guest stars this episode: the great John Terry back as Christian Shepherd, uh, Rachel Tocotten back as Teresa Cortez, of course, Ana Lucia's mom. Uh, Gabrielle Fitzpatrick played the woman Lindsay, who Christian visited her in, uh, in New Zealand. Is that where they were? Australia, mm-hmm. Australia. Sorry. Um, and then, of course. Michael Emerson as the captive, formerly known as Henry Gale. Um, no build co-stars, but we do have two more no credited's. Um, both of these were people that were credited in previous episodes. So Aaron Gold, who played Jason McCormick, who was the guy that Anna Lucia shot, and then Melinda Serenk. Sergioko, S-E-R-J-O-K-O, played Chrissy, who was the lady at the airlines who Jack was talking to when he was trying to get his father on. So they weren't actually billed in the episode, but they were from previous episodes. So this finishes day 63 and covers day 64 on the island. It is an Ana Lucia episode, um, but before, um, before we talk, we break in this episode, um, Jess, I thought uh, maybe we could touch on the lost experience. So, uh, you know, one of the things that I really am excited about talking on the show is kind of the little things that, uh, that lost did to those that were like diehard to those that really wanted more content. They provided us with completely useless content that a lot of us ate up. So, um, Jess, you want to talk a little bit about uh, the uh, the lost experience and kind of what what exactly it was? Yeah, so they were, um, you know, they kind of uh, were laying the the track for like explaining the Dharma Initiative and the Hanto Foundation and all of that. They knew that they would never get to it in the show, so they were like, you know. We'll, we'll explain some stuff outside the show. 
And so they started by showing an ad in this episode, uh, like, uh, you know, in the commercial break and it kind of set, set everybody off, but it, it was just kind of like, you know, the more you put into it, the more you like you engage with it, you know, you would find it entertaining. And if you didn't even notice that it was there, it wouldn't matter. It like, it did not affect the show at all. Yeah. So here, I'm going to show you one. This is about 15 seconds Here's, here's the commercial. Since the dawn of time, man has been curious, imagining all that is possible. The Hanzo Foundation, reaching out to a better tomorrow. Discover the experience for yourself. Call 1-877-HANS-ORG. Yeah, so that, that was it. Um, I, I kind of looked at some of the other things that they did, and uh, there's a four-part or a five-part interview with... Um, Gary Troop. Did you see that, Jess? I saw the the thumbnails and stuff. Yeah. And I was just I started <laughs> I st- to laugh. I started uh, watching like the first five seconds of it. I don't know if we're gonna uh, we're probably not gonna play all this stuff because I don't know if it's interesting to anyone else. But I just like to I don't I don't think like we really need to play any of that stuff. No, no, like no, no. uh there are just some cool little markers that they do, like uh at a Comic Con an actress playing Rachel Blake shows up and like uh introduces the next game and, and cool stuff like that. So um there's uh there's some interesting things along the way, but I don't really think that it's like, you know, let's not get too detailed on it. No, 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 no. But I'm trying to give Keith, the the lost experience that we, I mean, no pun intended, actually, that you and I had, I even though this was before my time, I didn't get into that. I didn't even get into, uh, what was it, Dharma University? What'd they call it? Didn't they do, where you could actually take yeah. courses? Was it Dharma University? Which didn't <laughs> come from. Dharma, Dharma University, that was one. Uh and uh, so they did. They did one between every break except for season four because of the strike, I think. So yeah, and then uh, the other thing that they did um, is the missing pieces, which were uh, Verizon, I believe, exclusive. So if you had a Verizon phone, this was back in the day before smartphones. When smartphones are first starting to pop up, like those that blackberry that had the keyboard attached like stuff like that um actually my first smartphone my wife wouldn't let me get the data plan for it so i had a smartphone that i couldn't even use it for anything smart and i took back that phone i had it for like four days and i'm like well this is dumb if i don't have internet we know we know who wears the pants in that marriage well that was before we were married too but um yeah like little stuff like that uh, but uh, so th- we're going to show next week. We're going to do the the first. It wasn't the first one released. The first one released uh, goes back to was, I think, a deleted scene from an episode from the first season. So we'll play that on a random day, but we'll try and squeeze in these uh, as they appear in the show. So the first one uh, kind of um, did you end up watching it today, Jess? Did you get a chance to watch that? Uh, no, I didn't. Okay. Um, I do think that yeah. it, it follows more with next week's episode than this. It's probably kind of happening mm-hmm. at about the same time. Um, so, but we'll watch that next week just so we can concentrate more on this episode because it's a pretty big episode. So, um, 
with that being said, uh, you know what? Let me, just to get it out of the way, um, I got a little clip from the podcast um, where they were they were answering questions, obviously. And this one is a question that goes back a couple episodes ago, but I kind of found it interesting. So we'll do this and then we'll tackle the episode. So here is Darlton. By the way, that uh, Hanzo video, Carlton Q's narrated, if you didn't notice. But here's Darlton with from the from the podcast this week. So Damon, yes, Carlton. Um, on one cast podcast, we mentioned the Widmore Construction would be a company name to keep an eye out for. I'm not sure anyone has pointed this out yet, but the pregnancy test that Son got from Sawyer in the whole truth said Widmore Labs on it. Also, Kate had a line that reads something to the gist of, "How did Sawyer get one of those? I mean, who carries a pregnancy test on a plane? Really, is this an Easter egg plug?" to the fact that the test says Widmore Labs. Are we supposed to watch out for Widmore? Is there going to be more Widmore? Is Widmore therefore connected to Dharma as well? And that further connects Oceanic Airlines to Dharma. So what? how does, how does all that work, Damon? I'm going to just say more Widmore. Not less Widmore, but more Widmore. <laughs> there will be more Widmore. More Widmore. Yes. Or yep. with less, more with less. Right. You might want to check out the book Bad Twin too. Yeah. There, there are. There are certainly going to be some. And 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 obviously, um, I'm not. I'm not. I, I can't really uh, be sure about this. But the name Widmore might be popping up in the finale. It it might indeed. It's possible. Right. I I actually heard a rumor that there are two branches of the Widmore family. Really. Yes. The fa- their family tree, as it were. Yes. Would be two branches. Yes. Exactly. And. There's a British branch and an American branch. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So they're just related, and one of them lives in the states, and the other one lives in the UK. Right. That is. So which branch makes the pregnancy tests? Uh, well, I don't know. I don't think I can really say. <laughs> is that because you don't know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because I'm not saying. All right, we should talk about this after okay. the podcast because I'd like to know. <laughs> so yeah, Widmore. Just to that was it. some cheeky shit right there. <laughs> that's it was. This is that's the podcast like that non answering answering questions. So, all right, you, let's get into this. Yeah, it's too. So what, cheeky. He, what he's talking about is bad twin, which yeah, comes up in this episode. It does yeah. and and just the way that they shit on this through the whole podcast is hilarious. Like yes. how bad it is, and uh, so it's just a fun running gag. Yeah, yeah. Well, so, I'm guessing that's the the one who did it, right? Yeah, the bad twin, probably. Ah, I yeah, got you. impersonated the good twin and killed someone and framed the good twin. <laughs> you can probably figure it out from the title. <laughs> yeah, pretty well, good. And, and that it's a who done it. Yeah. And if you this want, is why they pay me the big bucks in Los Angeles. <laughs> and there's an interview with the author. On YouTube that Jesse and I were just talking about with Gary Troop, the author of Bad Twin. So anyway, um, we're going to let's get in this episode. So much stuff happened. And then we're going to talk at the end um, a little bit about some conspiracy about uh, this. Some of the out something that happened in this episode. And we'll talk about that. Um, Jesse has his view on that. So we'll hear his view. Um and then I'll give you kind of the main view of it. But that we'll get to that at the end of the episode. So let's uh, jump in. I like in. how he already undercut my view, how it's not right. And he's like going to give you the correct view. So good job, Gunner. Well, yeah, I was going to save it, Jess. But <laughs> uh, we also 
have Darleton's view of this situation. I got a clip of, of Darleton talking about that exact conspiracy. So we'll get into that afterwards. So let's just get into this episode. We open with Jack and Kate tending to Michael. Uh, we then go to Anna Lucia, who's in the hatch, uh, which quickly kind of transitions into her flashback. Uh, her mom sees her getting out of a car and uh, brings her to a morgue, showing her the man who she killed in the flash in her last flashback. So Jesse, let me ask you a question. Is this the first time that a flashback picks up right where this person's last flashback ends? Like, do we get that? I mean, this is probably the first time. Is this the only time outside of maybe the airport stuff? Cause some of that stuff, but like, if you think about it, Anna Lucia's last flashback ends here and then picks up like the next morning, you could assume. Is this the first time? To the spreadsheet. It might be the first. Yeah, <laughs> I, it might be the first time, but uh, but I think it happens later on. Okay. I think there's uh, so I think we see it again. Uh, but yeah, I think this might be the first time. Okay. All right. We'll have to keep an eye out for that. But I found that interesting. So yeah. So speaking of this uh, flashback, um, I don't actually. I, I must have. I can go back and listen to the podcast of uh, the first flashback of Anna Lucia. I don't remember much of that flashback because it all seemed new to me. So all you was, need, it, was that a boring episode or all you need to know about it is she got, uh, she, we find out that she was pregnant, got shot by this guy. She went and killed him and her partner was big Mike. That's all you need to know about that it. episode. I mean, it, it was too teed up. I mean, it, it, I was <laughs> caught, I was caught by surprise. <laughs> no, you as soon are as I saw the cop cards then. in the episode, I heard Big Mike just in my <laughs> head, and it made me happy. I mean, literally, before he did, like a minute before he did it, I literally made the hand motion, like, all right, just fucking do it already and get it over with. All right, Keith, your fucking, check is in the mail. Thank you, thank you. Fucking <laughs> blow your wad and be done with it. All right, well, 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 here, Future, let me throw the next question out to you. So her mom seemed to kind of be on her. Um, thing, pretty much knowing she killed him and she tells her that she can help her and Anna Lucia ends up quitting. So if you, you think she should have quit that job? Um, I, I mean, she's a murderer. She probably shouldn't be a police officer. She should, yes, have quit her job. Um, are you mean like, should she have quit it like she could have gotten away with it? Yeah, she absolutely could have gotten away with it. I guess I don't understand the question. Well, I think I think yeah. what Gunnar's saying is, was it the right move to quit? And it, I don't think it's the wrong move. I think when you when you become a murderer, that's the right time to maybe yeah, when change you, your location. When, you know, when you become a new person, find your new identity. Unless, her, her literal, unless her doing so... To not murder people. Her job, she had the guy in the lineup to be prosecuted. That was her job. Like, she shouldn't get the option to quit. She should be fucking fired and sent to prison for murder. But her mom is the chief. Her mom's not going to Yeah, her. so that's some fucking nepotism bullshit that, um, no, she should, she should not quit her job. She should be sent to prison like anyone else who murders someone in the streets in cold blood. The fact that she gets away with it because she's a cop and works for her mom and her. So the, basically 
her her superior officer and was she the sergeant or the chief or fucking whatever knows that her officer committed a murder in cold blood and also chooses to say nothing. So you want to fuck their whole police system. That, that, that's a that's a good mom, unlike uh, Kate's narc of a mom. <laughs> that's what a good mom does. So Donna, yeah, how fucked up is that? That the cop was the one that buried it, and the like dumb waitress that was the one that did the right. Yeah, thing. So I, what, what I was going to say was, okay, she does the right thing by leaving. I think if she doesn't leave the job, the, the job, she's almost like an irredeemable character. To to could. To maintain the audience's liking and sympathy, she has to quit being a cop because it's an active, it's an act showing that she still has some integrity and she feels guilty about what she did. Yeah, if, if she, she doesn't quit, she has no remorse. Her? Huh? Would she have quit if her mom hadn't pressured her right there, though? I think she would have just gone about her day and kept being a cop if her mom hadn't been like mildly shitty about it for five minutes. Maybe. Her mom is, uh, well, yeah, I guess it took her mom and the mom to get through to her. Dude, she just showed up for work. She didn't, like, quit. Yeah, that's it was true. literally what she, she did eventually. Fun. She did eventually bro, do the right thing. Bro, she did the right thing after she got fingered by her mom and pinned and tried lying about it and got busted. She was <laughs> yeah, well, dead. So why did she yeah. what? So did she get, did she quit out of? She got oh, quit. you found she me out. out of lack of options. She was fucking. How is this redeemable? She was dead to rights. Her options were like quit or like go to weird counseling and cop prison. So she chose the easy road and just walked away. This isn't more redeemable. This is like equally shitty. It's a little bit more redeemable. It's mildly it's a little more bit, redeemable. Because, I mean, what, is she just it's evil less character? So, 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 wait, wait, wait. So, is she, is, she, is she just pure evil? I mean, is she a bad guy? No, I don't she's think not so. evil. I, I, she's that a was good character, right? And her, and her, and her murder is, it is an, it is a killing, it is no, a respectable no, vengeance being, murder. This wasn't about it's her like, being like, evil. This was about she a revenge she killing. Up to work the next day to continue being a police officer after murdering someone in cold blood. Well, Dennis, do you she's... think that this show could be mar- could be made today? This episode with this storyline, uh, I yeah, absolutely. I think it's not just on Disney. as relevant now as it was then. Not on not on ABC. Not on Disney. No way. This is really weird that, that this happened. Yeah, uh, it would be a bit grittier. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. This is like fucking like this is some dark shit. But uh, you can put that on ABC. That's not good. Put shit like that on ABC all the time. That's fine. Do yeah. they? I don't think I don't know of any like shows that they, that that get this hardcore. Into I guess I can't say. Now with how network. sensitive everyone is with you know Black Lives Matter and Blue Lives Matter, I guess the one they thing he wasn't black, so maybe that makes it a little. I mean, aren't these like grisly murder crime procedurals all on? Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Like they, they no, they, no. ABC doesn't have one. ABC doesn't have one. <laughs> That's because CBS owns them all. No, it, I don't think so. Yeah, CBS and and maybe and NBC, NBC has long but, order, but not. But there is not. There isn't one on a- a- ABC. This was like, this is the end of an era for ABC. ABC used to air kind of more edgy stuff, but now it's now it's a lot of. Uh, I feel you like know. you're splitting hairs here, but okay. <laughs> all right. So then. Yeah, uh, because I feel like she should have, like, if she wanted to, she would have hid behind the, the unions and the police lawyers to protect her. And instead, she just walked away. 
and became. So wait, a, is that is, does that mean you like what, what, how she handled it, or do you think the future is right here that she's still just like a shit a bag of shit? Because now I, I I don't know. I I, I find what future's saying to be pretty persuasive, actually. Thank you. Oh. Like, dude, she's not like she's not a good person. Got, but, but, was, but but no. But why do we like Ana Lucia? I, I I like this character, and I'm rooting for her because I think it's because of this. This was an exception to the murder rule. This is an honorable revenge killing, like Kill Bill style. And so, I mean, okay, it's so the same story as Kill Bill. This guy killed, shot her, and ended up at what? Killed her what, baby. Yeah, yeah, what the bride I'm thought not even killed her baby. Her, like killing this guy. Like that was never the issue. The issue is you can't do that as a police officer. You can do yes, that right, as a, right, right, right. As a okay. private vigilante. That's right. That's, right. That's right. right. But she does eventually give up her badge. Only after she's busted. Yeah. Well, okay. It's like so, if the cops. So she's really a bad like, guy. She's really a bad character. And you're like, aha, well, you know, uh, I'm really sorry about that. I, I'll, I'll quit. Like, okay. <laughs> was that wrong? Because if someone would have told me that was wrong, I know. Yeah, I would. I, I thought it was just frowned upon. Like excellent Seinfeld reference. Thank, thank you, thank you. Thank you for that, George Costanza. Thank you, thank you. All right, so then uh, she goes in. Uh, Anna Lucia goes in to try and feed Henry, and she tells him that she's been allowing a, a lot of killers, and they seem to love to talk, which at the time Henry is not doing. So he starts to whisper something. And she kind of gets closer and he attacks her and he starts choking her. And he brings up to her that she has killed two of his people, good people that were leaving you alone. That's a quote there. So he calls her a killer, but then he's knocked out by John Locke. So Jesse, I got two questions for you. Uh, first, is this the first confirmation we have that Henry actually is an other? And then does Henry have a point? Did the others actually do anything to deserve them, two of them being murdered? They were dragging people away. Like, who knows what they were doing with it? She was fighting for her life. Like, I don't get that argument at all. I mean, leaving you alone. It doesn't. I mean, again, we only got one side of the story, but it doesn't sound like they were very left alone. It sounds like they were constantly attacked. And yeah, but were they bringing these people to give them a better life? Or well, were you kidnap in the middle yeah, of the night and drag them off into the woods? Like what? Yeah. I mean, if let me, someone let me kidnapped try to do that me, to anyone, I'll drag them through the. Yeah, place. if I was go, sitting hey, there living on, I'm doing you a favor. Like, just trust me. Here's, here's if, some food if I was eating twig and berries all day, and someone dragged me away in the middle of the night, and I woke up at a golden corral, I'd be happy. So yeah, but the rest of your group wouldn't know that. Well, that's what I'm saying. She murdered two of them. They left her alone. They did leave Anna Lucia no. alone. They didn't want Anna Lucia. I, I, they I just, wanted. I just don't. I don't envision the rapey guy dragging Walter and then taking him to the Golden Corral. Well, so, that's so because we are we are they seeing left it Anna through Lucia alone, not not the group. So your argument is they left her alone. That's what Henry said. They were, okay. Okay. So. I don't them. know. But whatever. Uh, you I, can I, look, look at, at this. what they did to the tailies. The tailies were fucking like. But you can look at this and be like, well, maybe they just took the good ones away and then gave them a better life. And these because look, everyone else that they left is kind of uh, a broken person. Ana Lucia is a murderer. Uh, Echo is a drug lord. Libby's crazy. Bernard is just in love. I mean, all these people have problems. 
Yeah, what are Bernard and Rose's Eve? When are we going to get there? Like, well, maybe they background? didn't. They didn't really get to get to do much with the original with our main survivors. So, um, yeah, but Bernard was one of the tailies when everyone was getting kidnapped, taken to a better life. What did he do that was fucked up? That he, maybe he's a dentist. Maybe they don't want any dentists. Only real doctors. Maybe he was one of them touchy dentists. So Keith, and they're anti-dentite. Yeah, they are anti-dentite. Boom. Another Seinfeld, excellent yeah. Seinfeld reference. So Keith, you've been, uh, you haven't jumped in here. Is it possible that they're taking these survivors to give them a better life? Yeah, I mean, absolutely, that's possible. Yeah, and they're very particular on who they're bringing in. Okay. Yeah. But don't we also? So see shots of them like walking through the woods, like all gross looking. Well, we. Do. Well, yeah, but that's that's four of them or five of them. You don't know if there's not. And the children's. Yeah, but those you could know, be the scouts. Kid, kid, right? Kidnapping is kidnapping, you know. Yeah. Right. Well, are, but in their, in their, it's, it's yeah. not. It's not. It's not just the where do you end up that is bad about kidnapping. The act of taking someone against their will is in itself a violent. Okay. Then what about kids? What about kids that get taken from their mother? Because they're the government says that they're not, their mother's not fit to take care of them. That's not, that's not, no, no, hang on, hang on. Let me, hang on. Let me, let me finish my point. (laughs) So the government says that that person's not fit to take care of the kids. What if these people, the others think that they're not capable of um, providing for the children. So they're going to take them, and provide for them better where they are. I mean, they might have a golden crown, maybe a Nintendo. You don't know what they flawed. have over there. Their their whole process is flawed. That's true. The, the, their process of like dealing with the situation. I think that the government would probably wouldn't take your kid away without having talked to you first. Yeah, there's like, like a somebody's whole gonna talk to you. True. I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that dealing meth out of your. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that. Kids, I'm not necessarily uh, saying they're the government. They're gonna follow the processes. But I'm saying in all, maybe they feel they're justified that they're saving these kids from something. You know, the government always to, feels justified in yeah. their actions. That's why they do them. That doesn't it, make it, it okay. It's, it, it's an interesting analogy because the government. There have been governments that have taken children away from their families and put them in these kinds of like. Redoctrination camps. Those, those, that, those acts have been done by governments. I mean, bro, and the government is doing it in, a, in like yeah, the worst exactly. way. Yeah, like and, worst way possible right now. So people, I, people, governments do that all over the place and and throughout history. But they and they think and the key is they think that they're doing the right thing. People think they're doing the right thing. A lot of people agree that this was a good thing at the time, but when we look back on these things or when we look to them now, if it's, they're happening happening now. They they are widely condemned and seen as evil, you know, heinous acts. Well, even I mean, though at know, the you, time you, you people thought they were doing history through you know, today's modern filter. I mean that that's I forget the name of the law, but you, you think you're not supposed to. Hindsight judge. is the law of hindsight being 2020. No, no, no. It's just that you can't judge uh, history by modern day morality. Okay, sure, but we all agree now that those acts are not acceptable today. And that they are injustices of the past. A lot, you know, a lot of these examples. Uh, so, I think that, that there might be this this thing happening on the show where it's like uh, all about your perspective. Which group are you a part of? And depending on what group you're a part of, you might think that the other group is the evildoer. 
But what I'm saying is that if you look objectively at what the others have done, if you look objectively at like, okay, a a, a bunch of people landed on the beach and then they like their group started getting kidnapped. That is that is not right. That is something that that signals to me like, okay, these weren't people that were just being left alone. These were people that were being terrorized and victimized. Yeah, They didn't even like talk to them about it. They weren't like, hey, like. Yeah, no one's. Yeah, exactly. There's so many ways to handle this. Okay, a bunch of strangers land on my, uh, on my in my neighborhood, I guess, and, and I don't know who they are. And my neighborhood is very private. Wouldn't I send someone to make contact? Like first? some kind of emissary, right? What kind of what kind of like weird reaction? Well, and, and also to this? go by by Keith's thing, when the government comes and takes your kids, like it's fairly well established which rules you are and are not supposed to break in order to keep your kids. Right. Yes. Right. Exactly. Like, you know, like and someone, would, and someone would probably, like, some social worker would come to your house and say, Hey, can you stop doing meth out of the play pens? I mean, this is right. Like right. you get one or two chances. Right. And I'm not saying historically that has been the case. Cause obviously it, no, it's maybe not, not all, always, but probably right. But like usually now. nowadays one or, one or two goes, right. There's not literally like you show up, you have no idea where you are and someone clonks you over the head with a rock and steals half your people in the middle of the night. That that's fucking tribal bullshit, dude. That that's like the lack of a societal government. <laughs> yeah, so so the you see so the others might think they're the victims, but I think that they're wrong. Looking as a, an objective observer. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. But again, so how many times on this show and just in life to say that, that morality is is subjective? Everyone always thinks that they're the good out, you know, upstanding person in their society and in their culture. And there's obviously no one set standard or we would just have one religion and one government. Hitler thought he was right. (laughs) And and that's the whole thing. There's a great book called They Thought They Were Free, where most German citizens thought that they were like doing the right thing and were living a free, good German life, like supporting their like, bro, I'm Jewish. I get that most Germans like they kind of knew some shit was up, but like. They thought they were helping the good guy. They really did. They were wrong in a very fucking profound way. And the ones that were actually in the war and fucking at the kid, obviously they knew more. But your average fucking Joe or uh, your your average fucking Klaus, bro, they (laughs) thought they were the good guys. They really did. Otherwise, they wouldn't have kept fighting. So, you know, fucking everyone's the hero of their own story. Even if it's these these guys kidnapping people on the fucking night, then they're the hero of their story. Just like the tailies are the hero of their story because they're the victims of this. Like, I, you know, people don't do shit because they think they're the villain. They do it because they think they're doing the right thing. All right. All right. Well, let's move on. Let's move on. I got to I gotta ask this question about 20 more times. So, <laughs> all right. So next we go to Anna Lucia's flashback. And now she's working security at an airport. Uh, and after a shift, she goes to the bar and is sitting next to Christian Shepard. Did you pick that up, Keith, right away that that was Christian? Yeah, Shepherd? absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've seen him so many times. It's okay. pretty obvious. So he tells her about Jack getting him fired. And uh, she says parents and kids should not work together. So he invites her to Sydney to act as a bodyguard. And they give each other's name. He picks Sarah for her. And of course, she picks Big for him. I mean, Tom. She picked Tom. So um, what was 
uh, Jack's wife's name? So my question for Daz is this. Do you think that him picking Sarah as a name has anything to do with Jack's ex-wife, Sarah? Oh, it was. Okay. Yeah, I didn't make that connection until just now. I immediately like looked it up. I'm like, wait a minute. Isn't isn't her name Sarah? Yeah, what was his name? Tom? Yeah. In this? What was is does Tom have any significance? I mean, I Tom does have Tom does have significance. But a significance he wouldn't know about. That's correct. So we can't really tell you right now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Oh, damn it, guys. You can tell me afterwards. I'll, I'll text you. We'll have a separate Zoom conference. <laughs> okay. Well, obviously they have significance. If both of them have a significance, have significance, then it's not a coincidence. Well, but I don't know because I don't think. Uh, I mean, right now in the show, we don't know the significance of Tom, but we know the significance of Sarah. So well, it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence that the writers did that. They're doing that. I think. Too. I don't know. Do you think that that was on purpose, Jess? The Tom, I mean, but but Anna Lucia would have no way yeah, of knowing. Yeah, yeah. Like that's just not okay. A possibility. But who picked the name like, Tom? Yeah, did he? Did he? She, did, picked, she picked. She the picked the name. Yeah, she yeah. Picked so then, yeah, if yeah. she would have no idea, then it's a writer's nod, maybe to something else that's right. happening, maybe, or or it's a coincidence. But the thing with Sarah and Christian, I think, is too is that that's not a coincidence. He was picking her name because Jack's ex-wife is named Sarah. Yeah. All right, so I never caught that though. That's great. That's, that's I didn't think I don't think I caught it. Well, I didn't remember if I did. So then back on the island, we see Libby and uh, she sees Anna Lucia sewing up her wound. She tells Libby that she's okay, but Henry will not be. Uh, and then we go back to the hatch where John goes to talk to Henry. He asks why he tried to kill Anna Lucia, but not him, which Henry tells him that he is one of the good ones. So, Keith, I'm gonna ask you again. And I'm going to ask you about 30 times this question. Um, you know, we go back to the others not hurting anyone yet and only taking few survivors. And none of the survivors that we took that we know are flawed. So, I mean, is it possible that they're just misunderstood and that the survivors are kind of leading this negative narr- narrative about these guys? Absolutely, because when have they had time to get to know them? Because I'm kind of honestly like I'm I'm kind of on the the other side. I mean, they've really. Oh, done... uh, you, you like kidnappers? Well, no, but like I don't know that they're kidnappers, but because we all. Oh, wait, 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 wait! They didn't kidnap Walt. Well, I mean, yeah, Walt. Walt is one of uh, one. Uh... But then again, they tried yeah, that, to. That's a kidnapping. And uh, an attempted triple homicide. Well, yeah. Right. And presumed uh, raping. Raping. <laughs> yeah, and presumed child rape. So you know, I, I I wouldn't give them that they've done nothing. It's clearly they've done some bad shit. All right. Well, Keith, one more question for you. Uh, the next scene here, in that same scene, he starts to talk to John about the man in charge. Um, is angry at him because he failed his mission, which was to bring John to him. So, Keith, is there a man in charge? Um, and does this man who's in charge want John? Or is this just him trying to get in John's head again? Um, yeah, probably. They probably would like to have John on their side because um, 
they don't feel John's a threat to, um, you know, what they, I guess their bigger picture is, which is protecting the island. Okay. I, I agree with that. So, all right. So then we go to Sawyer, who's picking mangoes. Uh, Anna Lucia shows up, asks for a gun. Sawyer asks her to go back, go f- to go to Jack, and then reminds her that Jack is uh, traipsing around the jungle with Kate. So she throws Kate back in his face. So does is she still into Jack? And is Sawyer still into Kate? Who is Kate into? And what about Jack? Like inquiring minds want to know, does who are these guys all? Or they just all want sex, no matter who they can get it. Um, okay, let's see here. Let's what is Jack and Sawyer secret? Ever, ever see that Shakespeare play, uh, A Midsummer Night's Dream? This is kind of like that because Anna Lucia is after Sawyer, Sawyer is after Kate, Kate is after Jack, and Jack's after Jack Anna is Lucia? after Anna Lucia. Maybe, or maybe are we Jack sure that are we sure that Kate's not after Anna Lucia? Oh, that'd be great. No, we know Jesse's after Anna Lucia. That'd be know great. That. That would be the best outcome. <laughs> All right. So then we go back to Anna Lucia's flashback and Christian goes to get her out of her hotel room. We see that they're in Sydney. Um, they go to the house of a woman. He demands to see his daughter. And this woman, her name we find out is, is well, we find out in the credits is Lindsay uh, will not let him. So Jesse, let me ask you a question. Um, why did Christian need Anna Lucia as protection. Was it to protect him or was it to protect this Lindsay woman from his drunkenness? Or was it just so he wasn't alone on this trip? Why, why did he hire Anna Lucia? Yeah, I think it's more just like he, he knows this trip isn't going to end well and he just didn't want to be alone. That's the way I, I fall on it. I, I thought it was obvious. He needed a designated driver. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that could too, it be yeah. that he was trying to protect this Lindsay girl? He probably that too, a little bit. She, he, he needed a witness. He knew, I think he knew that he would not be able to confront her unless he was drunk. So he needed a driver and he needed someone that would maybe like play referee. Keith, what's and your also in case shit went incredibly south, like corroborate his story. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, what's your thought on this scene with Christian? Yeah, so who's this lady? Um, we haven't been introduced to her no, yet we before. Have so this is the first time we find out. you heard some dialogue. Yeah, yeah. We, so this is the first what time we she, find what out. Did, that what did he say? Well, apparently he's uh, she had a, a child that's Christopher's, and he's been paying um, for her uh, house and mortgage and stuff, so hiding her in Australia. So I'm not sure if she's from Australia, and that's where – you know, he met her and she lived or if he moved her out there to hide her, I'm not sure what fits. But my question is the way this show goes, who on the Island is actually going to be Jack's half sister, because <laughs> there's always that kind of stuff happened. So, well, we've seen, uh, we've seen uh, Claire's mom already. And it's not that lady. Um, we've seen, son, I don't think it's son. We haven't seen Libby's mom yet. Uh, it's not, yeah, it's not Libby's mom. Do you think, doesn't it sound like this girl is a lot younger though? Seems to no. be like, oh, okay. Well, how did he didn't, he just said, I want to see my daughter. He didn't say, I want to give her her fifth birthday present. Oh, okay. well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, she could be like 30. We don't know. Yeah. 
Shannon? Oh, no, we've seen Shannon's mom. But Shannon's mom was played by Lucas Giolito's mom. Of course, David Frost's sister. Lindsay we'll, Frost. have to, we'll have to remember this conversation and come back to it when the answer, if the answer reveals itself. Uh, Ooh, I like that when the answer. Let me just let me <laughs> immediately corrected it to F. Let me throw something out here. This woman, uh, Lindsay's her name. She she shows up again. The truth is, Keith, I can't totally remember every detail. I think I think I know the answer to this, but I really can't remember. There's so much that happened. So we'll see. You know, it was cool yeah, you because don't, you I don't was... even remember Tom. Like, come on. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I don't right. I'm not off the top of my head. That's a pretty deep cut, though. I didn't know that until. Oh, oh John Locke's evil twin, of course. Tom Locke. His evil twin, of course. That's what the screenplay's about. Exactly, exactly. Or the manuscript, not screenplay. <laughs> All right. So um, then we go back to the island. Hurley goes to Saeed asking him to borrow the radio. He wants to do the say anything. And then Saeed tells him about the beach. Um, that he took Shannon Fuchs. Is that where the fornication station was located? I would imagine so. I'm sure he had a nice little fuck stump picked out, <laughs> ready to go and everything. Uh, all right, uh, so then back uh, to the hatch. What was it? A fuck trunk? A fuck stump. A fuck stump. <laughs> You're not familiar with a fuck stump. Well, uh, we saw uh, the fornication a, station. No, I, I, I'm more into using a moan stone. Um, uh, no, well, no, the stump <laughs> is what you bend the person over and, and go at him on. Upon. Oh, God, of course. I, I'm not sure what you did to the stone. Uh, I was um, just like a big boulder. I'm assuming same premise. Yes, sir. I just used the disappointed dais. So I would think that. I would think he would be able to go to find a grind pine. There you go. <laughs> Come on, Jesse, join in. Where are you the taking your ladies? Pine. He takes him to the end. No, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wait, 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 wait. The fuck stump? Wait, wait, what is it? The fuck the stump. fuck stump. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like the, the tree stump that, right. you know, it's just bend people over and fuck them on it. It's all worn nice and smooth from... Years. I, I thought I heard banging spunk on it. trunk, which is what I use. So that's. He's a, a what? The spunk trunk. The spunk trunk. Yeah. Well, that just sounds horrible. That sounds like you're keeping a a collection. Yeah, I'm, of I'm out of it. I'm out. And, of and before we go on, I just want to say <laughs> yeah, goodbye. Like, goodbye to all the ladies out there. It was nice having like, you. It's like a masturbation station. But yeah, I, 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 like. I just like your 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 plan here, Doss. I, goodbye, I, ladies. We'll see you next week. Hopefully, come you'll come back. All right. <laughs> okay, so then back to the hatch. Quick. <laughs> back to the hatch. Jack uh, returns to the hatch with Kate and an unconscious Michael. A lock seems to think that the trade went well and it worked, but Jack doesn't. Uh, Daz, do you think at this moment that John wants to go with Henry to his people? Oh, yeah, because, yes, I think that's exactly what he's thinking. I think he wants to understand the others because he sees that the others have been on the island and are perhaps some kind of steward of the island in his mind so keith this leader that that he keeps talking about is that possibly who john is kind of worshiping is worshiping the island this guy you think he's 
You think? Yeah, the like I've referenced before, like the Oz, right? The mm-hmm. Oz of the Island, whoever that is. That's great. That's a great metaphor. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great analogy. I think that's what John Locke is is thinking. I've got to speak to this great and powerful Oz, whoever it is. He wizard. believes in him, and he knows that. Yeah, he knows that he he, he has some kind of a, a a kinship with him. I think, or he feels some kind of a kinship with him through this Maybe. understanding of the island. Maybe this whole thing is the Wizard of Oz because the tornado is like the airplane crashing, and then the only thing we're missing are the midgets and and the Yellow Brick Road. Well, we've only seen a couple. I I think think there's so many great comparisons to that story. With well, freaking Henry Gale is from the Wizard of Oz. That's where they got the name. Is it really? I missed that. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that with the balloon. Remember. Oh no! I, I for, well, I forgot about it. All right, so yeah. that next week doesn't Gale mean wind? Also, Come it, well, it does. Yeah, yes, it does. so that's a good. That's a nice. Uh, so, so then next we see Sawyer is walking in the woods when Anna Lucia comes to get the gun. So after the tussling, they start kissing. Um, so Keith, what were your thoughts right there when she's kissing Sawyer? Uh, I was just imagining how excited. Uh, um, Future was about a little Sawyer uh, action coming on. No, I was actually yelling at the TV right at this moment because I'm like, Sawyer, you fucking idiot. You know she's going to steal your gun. (laughs) Of course. Right. I mean, basically, she was like, yeah, fair trade off as far as I'm concerned. I I think it's worth it. I don't think I I, I don't think this was uh, a raw deal here. I think that. I think that story came yeah. out. Uh, it's Anna. been what? Uh, well, but but here's the question. So 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 no. It, I believe that Anna Lucia's entire intent for this sexual encounter was to steal the gun. Um, so I think she was trying to kill two birds. You know what I mean? I, <laughs> you think she was she's gonna fuck them no matter what, and she's like, all right, well, <laughs> I, I might as well get this gun. Yeah, there, there's a good okay because there's a good chance that plan doesn't work. Because she had to risk not not getting the gun when she went into that plan. I guess I don't. I just if all I'm saying is I I understand that Sawyer was surely overcome with hormones and it's probably been a minute and he's on an island. He's finally like it was a whole it was a whole. But like you have to be assuming she was trying to get your gun like a minute ago. Like she's definitely trying to steal. Yeah, she straight up asked for it like several times, demanded it. Yeah, like like a minute, well, before and then she that. just fucks you randomly. But you know, to be very fair, like I've been I've been fucked into complacency before. You know that I, that's works. what I'm saying. Like I'm sure, like again, desert, you know, deserted island. You know, it's been a while. Like I'm not, I'm not saying that I also probably that you know might fall weak, you know, fall to weakness. But sitting as a fucking, you know, he should uh, never let it go. He should have held on. Sitting as an armchair quarterback over here, I'm screaming at the TV. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't put your finger on the trigger and, and go wild. <laughs> just hold it the whole time. Yeah. Just keep it. Hang on to it. Yeah. Turn the safety on and just, just go to ten. <laughs> All right. So back in Sydney, Anna Lucy and Christian kind of get into a spat and he admits that he messed up with Jack and asks Anna Lucia to go to the bar with him. Keith, did you recognize this bar at first? No. Did I you did recognize not. this bar after someone bumped into their car? Yeah, Sawyer. Yeah. Did you remind? So you didn't remember that that was the bar that Jack and Sawyer, Christian and Sawyer, had drinks in together. Yeah, after after he bumped in and then he walked in and stuff. And yeah, that 
brought back at that point. And I believe that this is the first time that three different people's storylines intersected, like, ran, like not like they're all standing in line, but like three guys inter- come together in this scene. I don't know. That's interesting. I thought. Never mind. I'm gonna move on. Three guys or three, well, three cast members char- characters. Yeah. All right. So then we go back to Sawyer and Ana Lucia, and. She takes cuddling off the table, as, as Sawyer says. Uh, then we go to Hurley, who gets busted by Libby. He was surprising her with a picnic, so she agrees to go with him. So, Keith, how excited were you about this date? Oh, I was just waiting for it to fuck up. I was waiting <laughs> to see how he was going to mess it all up. Yeah. All right, so then back to Jack in the hatch, and Anna Lucia walks in, and he catches her up. So, Fuchs... Does he not? Does she not reek of Sawyer at that moment? You think he smells the Sawyer on her? She's gotta, right? Yeah, he has been to Tallahassee. You think she has to worry about yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> and now Jack has to worry about that. So, all right, mm-hmm. then Michael wakes up and he claims that he found the others. He said that they live in tents and they live off of like dried fish and they have no shoes and they're way worse off than they are. Um, and that the kids are like in a hatch. So Keith, at this point, do you think Michael's telling the truth? Um, yeah. I mean, at this point you have to, uh, we have no reason not to trust Michael. Right. Mm-hmm. In my opinion. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I know he's been getting paid to not even be on the show for the last 19 episodes. Um, so my trust in him is a little low because, you know, what are we paying him for? But no, in all seriousness, okay, in all seriousness. Wait, 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 yeah. Wait, wait, wait. yeah. Well, how, how long has he been gone? I think we said nine episodes. Yeah. But how many days does that translate into the Probably island? About nine days. I mean, it's, it's pretty so, much an episode a day. That's fishy. That long. What's he doing? You know, he's just he's just observing them. No way. So we'll, have a theory about this when we get well, to the yeah, end. Yeah, we'll talk it. after the end. I'd like to know theories about what he's been up to. But uh, something's all right. up. All right. So then we get a commercial break. So then we go back to John and Jack in the hatch, and Jack tells him uh, that John and Saeed were right, um, and that Jack, Kate, and John's got to go get the guns from Sawyer. I feel like an idiot. Just what what were they right about? That he was another. Oh, okay. That, and like they were torturing him to get the information oh, out. Okay. That's, that's what Jack was uh, uh, like bristling against. Okay. Okay. All right. So then we go to Hurley and Libby, and he mentions being in a hospital, but he lies about which hospital. Uh, they're trying to find the beach, and then we get to my favorite part of this episode uh, where uh, she tells Hurley it's okay to be lost. So, I mean, Hurley is the audience. And so. He is lost. So then finally Hurley surprises her and they make it to the beach and she points out, this is our beach. Look, there's Jin over there. And Jin gives him the same thumbs up that he gave Jin. I love this scene for as much as like so many terrible things happen in this episode that this part, the calm before the storm. I loved it. Yeah. Just his little smile and smirk was fucking perfect too. Yeah. 
All right, so then finally uh, we go back to uh, Kate and Jack. and They go to talk to Sawyer to ask for the guns, and he's reading it, Jesse. What's Sawyer reading? Well, the manuscript for Bad Twin by Gary Troop. Gary F. Troop. I don't know if it's really enough, but uh, Gary F. and Troop. Huh. Yep. No more nothing else needs to be said. Just wanted to point it out. Bad Twin. Oh, I did have a question for you, Daz, going back. Um, to that scene with with uh, with Jen giving the thumbs up, do you think Libby remembers Hurley from the hospital? Yeah, absolutely. Because when Hurley, when Hurley says, "Oh well, if I drink enough wine, maybe I'll remember where I know you from," Libby gives him like, "Oh no, I hope you don't." But whatever. Yeah, she's a little bit. She's a little bit more. I think I think she looks horrified. Wait, what'd you say? She's alluded a couple of times that she definitely knows that they were in the hospital together. Like she, I think she recognizes him and he, yeah, right. she, she, yeah, she lied about, you know, the, the, the foot thing on the airplane, you know, that's where they know each other from, you know, like now nah, she, she definitely knows where they know each other. from. Yeah, I think so too. So. That means she's extremely forgettable and Hurley is like a star in the asylum context. Uh, I think Physically, he's just more noticeable than she was in the <laughs> asylum. <laughs> All right. So then we find out that Anna Lucia took Sawyer's gun and John confesses to Jack what happened with her and Henry. And then in the hatch, Anna Lucia gives Henry a knife and tells him to cut himself loose. He tells her that Goodwin told them about her and said that she was just misunderstood. So Henry told her he was uh, he was wrong. And that it cost Goodwin his life. So she tells him that uh, he was going to kill her. And then Henry asks her, was he? So do you think Goodwin was going to kill her, Keith? Um, I don't think he was going to kill her. I thought she was going to cut him and then she was going to kill him, but make it stage it to where it looked like he broke out and attempted to kill her. Right? She was going to pull him out of the room and do it there. No, no, it's it about Goodwin. Yeah, do you think Goodwin was gonna? Do you think Goodwin, Goodwin was gonna kill her before she killed him? No, no, I said I don't think so. I think oh. the reason is she had him cut him his his strappings was so that way she could stay. Not to Henry Goodwin. 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 Yeah, Goodwin. Goodwin is the undercover other from uh, that, that was embedded with them when they first landed on the island. The other from another mother. Oh, I'm totally lost. The guy that she actually killed. Did she impale him with a spear? Yeah, remember? he landed yeah. on a. Yeah, landed on a. So, are we asking? Did I think that he was going to kill her like a long time ago? Yeah, back in. Yeah, the... no, I don't. I don't know if he had any intention of killing her. I think she just thinks everybody's out to kill her. Is uh, kind of how I think. I genuinely look. think Henry Gale is a master of just fucking with people's head and saying whatever he well, needs to. At to. least with John, he's good with messing with John. I don't know if it no, he's well good with there. her too. Cause wh- here's the thing at this point now, it doesn't even matter if, if Goodwin had actually intended to kill her or not. Right. Because it's in her head That's that true. he may not have. So like intention originally just completely does not matter anymore. And he's just, he can just say just the right, he he knows just enough doubt is there to plant that seed to just, just shatter everything that she believed to be true, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So then back we go to the, so we go to Sydney and we see Jack at the airport scene again. 
And we see Anna Lucia. We see uh, Jin in the line. And she pulls out her phone and calls her mom. She apologizes her and asks to come home. Fuge, how disappointed were you that she called her mom and not Big Mike? I can answer that question now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then we get to the final scene of the episode back in the hatch. Michael starts talking to Anna Lucia. She tells him that she couldn't bring herself to kill Henry. Michael offers to kill him. She gives him the gun and he turns around and shoots her. Wow. And then Libby walks in and he shoots her too. He opens up Henry's cell and shoots himself. Bam! Lost title card. Keith, what's your thoughts on the ending of this? It was very odd. Uh, I always felt like uh, Michael looked different, right? He just seemed a little uh, little off. Um, however, once he took the gun, it was it it seemed uh, I don't know too perfect for him to just go in there and kill Henry. So you know, once he shot Anna Lucia, now as far as Libby goes, I'm not convinced that she's dead. I mean, you guys can tell me if she's dead or not, but she had the bottles in the stomach, and he hit her right in the stomach. So I guess there's a potential that she could not be dead. Um, and then as far as him going into the um, into the uh, room and shooting him, it looked like he was kind of shooting to the side. I wasn't convinced that if he did shoot himself, he might've just shot his arm to make it look like he was injured. Um, but with that being said, I still think while he was gone, there had to be something where he met with them. They brainwashed him. Um, they actually did send him in there to go get Henry in his brainwashed state. And that was their ploy to have him sacrifice himself to get Henry out. Whether that's true or not, I don't know. But I mean, there, there's no other way I can think why Michael would do something like that. If he wasn't brainwashed. I don't think he needs to be brainwashed. I think they caught him and they were like, you know, you want your kid. This is how you get your kid. And that's yeah, all dude. it took, really. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so, but you can get brainwashed by being convinced to do something. That's not brainwashing. That's just extortion. That's duress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll stop raping Walt if you go do. Yeah, Mister Friendly's got him in a one-way mirror, just <laughs> right. like raping the shit out of him in the other but here's room. The thing. He's like, "I'll stop if you go kill him." To be honest, a one-way so mirror is, is that why he said he didn't see Walt because he didn't want them to um, ask more questions. To be honest, though, Jack was right. The trade would have worked because that's essentially what they did. They traded Michael. They said, get Henry out and we'll give you Walt back. So they did those death. Were well, but we don't know that Henry's out yet either. Do we? Well, yeah, you might have shot Henry. We don't know. So what about when the guys were um, when they were going back to the beach and they were saying, hey, we want the guns from Sawyer. And then. Uh, Jack's or not Jack um, John said I need to tell you something at that moment why didn't they go back to the hatch realizing that they had left Anna Lucia alone with Sawyer's I guess is they're on their way to the hatch now yeah I'm right so they're on their way they're going they're going there now okay so there's still a chance they could come in and find Henry before he leaves right possibly yeah maybe there's going to be a big confrontation yeah, they could arrive and it, it's already over and they find the aftermath. But like, uh, you know, 
it depends on how, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's the, uh, it's not a huge hike, but it's not like quick either. So but you, you, uh, you, you can, yeah, you can figure out what the plan is. I think Michael's plan is he's giving that eye contact to Henry Gale and it's like, okay, we're going to do this now. And he shoots himself. He's going to make it look as if Henry Gale shot all three of them. And right. then Miguel is going to be gone. But Michael's not dead. He just like shot himself with the with the grazing wound, right? I mean, we don't know. I guess right. That's it. Well, that's what it I mean, is. That's Otherwise, why would he right? shoot himself? Why would he? He doesn't see. He's like he's killing himself. It looks like he's shooting himself for a reason. But it's not to kill himself, of course. It's to just make it look like he got shot, so it's believable. And I mean, they did some non-vital area. They did frame it like he put it right up to his chin and pulled the trigger. But I, yeah, I don't. I don't remember, but I don't think that's what happened. Well, hey, let's uh, let's go. Let's talk a little bit about this behind the scenes stuff, Jess. Um, so during the second season, there was an epidemic going on of cast members getting arrested for drunk driving. Do you, Daz, oh, I few, remember, do you remember that. So I, I, yeah, Michelle Rodriguez. Was Michelle one. Rodriguez was one. Cynthia Watros, who played Libby, was another. Uh, Daniel Day Kim, he was, and I want to say uh, Ottawale was too, wasn't he, Jess? Uh, I think so. So, all got DUIs. All got DUIs. Can yeah. you imagine? Can you imagine being on that show by season two? It's a fucking hit, like a career-making hit. Yeah, and you're in fucking Honolulu. You're in Honolulu. Uber, Uber wasn't a thing yet, you know. They're totally getting You're getting, you're getting rich, and you're you, you're on the best show, one of the best shows on television. So you know you're gonna party like fucking. It's you know like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, these guys were partying. I bet they were having a blast out there. I bet this was one of the most fun phases of all of their life. Maybe too fun. All right, so well, Jesse, clearly you- if you're all getting Dewey's, like. <laughs> Jesse, you do not believe that that's why they fired, uh, they killed Anna Lucia or shot her. And yeah, I mean, so I don't think so because so she, that's the the thing is like you get a DUI, you're off the show. Well, what about the others who are still on the show? And then, you know, for an actor to join a show, uh like as a as a guest uh on it it's not uncommon to have like a year-long contract like you see a lot of actors who are on a show for a season and that's essentially what happened with Anna Lucia was that you know she's she's also a movie star so she does movies as well so for her to take a year out say I'll be on the show that's how I think it happened and then, yeah, okay. so do you think I, it had I just anything looked, I just looked it up do, it don't... says it says that she she was she was she was planned to leave from the start because she had a nomadic spirit. So do you think that <laughs> do you do you think that the fact that her character was pretty much hated had anything to do with them killing her off early? I think I think that's why Libby was added. Like why Libby got shot was to make the audience like because like I said like. Uh, she Anna Lucia was pretty well hated and it'd be like, Oh cool. She's dead. And then you had a character that has, that it has a developing relationship with Hurley into the mix. Like that's going to cause the audience to care even more, like to care a lot. 
Well, let's 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 uh, let's uh, ask the people that would know. Let, let's get Darlton's take on it. A lot of people are probably talking about the last three minutes of the show, right. um, in which you know we see uh, Michael uh, basically ask Anastasia yeah. for the gun, yeah. just so he can kill Henry. But then he turns the gun on her and shoots her. It's and surprised by Libby, yeah. and then opens up Henry's. Uh, Henry's uh, jail cell, as it were, the armory, and turns the gun on himself and pulls the trigger. So that's sort of where we're at, and you know, uh, that's probably what a lot of people are talking about. But m- maybe we can take this opportunity to talk a little bit about Michelle right. um, and Annalise's character, and probably people are curious as to how and when we came to this uh, decision to do this. Right. I mean, you know, uh, I, I know there probably will we we anticipate there will be a lot of speculation that this has to do with her. You know, legal issues involving having uh, gotten a DUI in uh, Hawaii, but in fact, when when Michelle Rodriguez came in to join Lost, um, and we met with her March ago. of March of '05. You know, what we were still right. shoot, we were shooting maybe the 17th or 18th episode of season one when we first met her. Right, and and when we sat down with her, you know, the the plan was that she was going to come in and do the show for one season, and we set out and created a story arc for her at that time that was a one season long story arc and um, this is the culmination of that and you know whatever else happened during the course of that year and you know her personal issues uh, you know that came up had had nothing to do with our decision to kill her I remember it was because sort of really interesting that we were talking you know about midway through the season and and saying wow we're still sticking sticking to the plan but then when the DUIs happened you know we were saying oh now everybody's going to think when we when we actually pull the trigger as it were on our plan that it was in response to that and that actually made us think maybe we shouldn't do it maybe we should abandon the plan uh, but we we sort of looked at it we talked to Michelle and we all decided the original plan was the best plan yeah and, i mean it just felt like you know at, at a certain point the sort of you know temporal news of these duis would fade away and what would be left would be the show and the show will live on and all that won't ever become a part of the history of it what will live on is the actual show itself and we really felt that this was the best story and the best version of the story and and we you know we really decided that you know it would not be it would be a greater injustice to not actually do the story as that we had planned to do it. We had really, you know, we plan out the season extremely carefully, and this was, you know, always designed to be this sort of big kind of climactic moment that was going to launch the sort of May sweeps episodes. Right, and also, you know, we always we knew that Annalisa was going to be killing Shannon, and we knew that, you know, we had this bigger story to tell involving Michael and Michael's search for Walt, and that she was right. going to intersect with that story. So. You know, and then obviously, you know, not to be cheeky or playful at all, but, you know, that isn't to say that Anna Lucia isn't going to be in the question mark episode that airs this week, you know, Um, and or, you know, or Libby. I mean, that episode starts, you know, approximately 10 seconds after last week's end. So this whole story might not have entirely played out yet is really all I'll say. I think that is fair to say. It's and, um, you know, I, I think that obviously Michael's return and the fact that he has now done this, you know, is you know, we're clearly trying to set up a lot of mystery and intrigue about what exactly is going on with Michael. And obviously, you know, Michael's quest to get Walt back is, you know, we, we've said publicly that that is something which we're going to resolve by the end of the season. And I think now 
that whole story has been kind of colored and complicated in a way that, you know, hopefully people are finding entertaining, but it's very much a part of our whole plan for how this story is going to play out through the rest of the episodes this season. It's dark stuff. It's a little dark, yeah. So, you know, so but no this... time for joking around about you sitting here without your pants on. Yeah, well, you know, that maybe I should put some pants on, and then we wouldn't joke about it. Okay. So, que- the question mark... I guess, I guess, I guess we could say you're right. Darleton says so. So. Yeah, they never lie to us on the podcast. <laughs> never, never. Hey, uh, Gunner, I, I wanted to say, wouldn't it be I uh, fitting when um, Libby and Hurley were going on their date that he did find the same beach that's that uh, Saeed took? Uh, um, what's her name? Uh, Shannon. Shannon too, um, just so Libby could die as well, and they had the same pre death date i mean kind of did in hurley's own way but it, it seemed it seemed odd that they had the same kind of setup before all that stuff happened yeah, that's true that's true yeah i mean if only they had sex too and then that would have been into the whole theory of like you have sex on the island and you die you know true oh so that means that means um oh i guess only the females though right yeah, only the females. It, Has, it, yeah. ha, is that the only two people that have had sex on the island so far? About Jin and Son. Well, you know oh, Rose yeah. well, and Bernard, and man. Oh, Rose and Bernard. Right. Rose sure. Bernard. Right. 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 Because they're married, so it's not a sin. No, but then oh, Sawyer, yeah. and, so, Sawyer and Aunt Lucia just had <laughs> sex. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think the marriage really takes that, you know, out of the equation. Okay, good call. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, they're married, so it's not a sin. They're fine. So this segment is usually used as a joke to make fun of these red shirts that passed away in this episode, in the episodes, but Jesse, I'm sorry to say Anna Lucia. I mean, it's safe to say she's gone, right? Anyone out there not think Anna Lucia's dead? I don't know, man. The well, at least we'll, all kinds of magic healing powers. Yeah, at least we'll see her next week, apparently. Yeah. I, did, I forgot about that. So, Anna Lucia, we say goodbye to you. Jesse might not ever come back since I think he was just watching the show for you. Maybe he'll move on to a. A Rose or a Claire or someone. Maybe whoever this Widmore is has a hot daughter or something. Or an ugly woman. Who knows? Old lady. Maybe. Maybe Jesse likes uh, You need oldies. attractive yeah. female leads for a proper television show. That like, look, you, I, it's, it's just a numbers game, right? People need to tune in for something. Yeah. All right. Uh, Libby and Michael. You guys were both also shot. Are you dead? Very good chance of that. Very good chance not. That's true. Libby's holding the bottle. Michael doesn't make sense that he would kill himself, but uh, or maybe he turned around and killed Henry. I don't know. Maybe he just thought Anna Lucia was a bitch. He just wanted to shoot her. Um, we don't know. But uh, I'm sure next week we'll get some more clarification. So, in an episode where someone important dies, the first time someone important died since 
Donna Lucia earlier since uh, Shannon, so. Shannon wasn't important. No. But. She was just there. Let's hope Libby survives. <laughs> Do we know Anna Lucia is dead? I mean, I think Darleton pretty much told us. Yeah. Uh, we didn't see any blood with Libby, did we? I don't think so. We I think the blankets like, were hiding it. Some so. blankets and fall, yeah. Yeah. The real question. Right now, Michael is the only... Well, if Ana Lucia's dead and Libby's dead and Michael's still alive, who's going to push that damn button when it goes off? That might be worth watching. You know, they really could have fucked with us because she went to get wine, right? They could yeah. have shot the wine and that could have been draining everywhere, making us think it was blood. Oh, true. I thought Hurley was getting the wine. I thought it was white wine. No, no I thought she, she went to get the blankets and wine. and he No, went she to go told get Hurley to else. steal the wine from Rose and Bernard. Oh, oh, he was getting the wine? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, fine then. I, I mean, I just got to say, this death made me sad because I thought Ana Lucia was a great character. And I, I mean, I don't know why people didn't like her. I thought she was awesome. Because she's she, a she, fucking murderer. She spiced things up. She. Uh, Everybody on the island is a murderer. Yeah, not exactly. Every, everyone's killed somebody. Sawyer's a murderer. He knew not, Sawyer. But not Sawyer's a murderer. Not a murderer. Hurley's a murderer. He killed the guy on the on the uh, the porch. Well, he's yeah, not a murderer. He, he caused an accidental death. He That's thinks he's a murderer. No, murderer implies intent. He she, thinks like she's literally, she, you, you, she, it's not if you don't mean to kill someone, you didn't murder them. It's manslaughter. He also Different. killed Dave last week or two weeks ago. Yeah, if your character is going to be a murderer, cast a charming actor, and it and it all is good, you know. <laughs> yeah, it's like real life. I mean, yeah. we still don't you, know why you, you can you can commit murder through gross negligence, but you know the the the, the point was I that I was trying to make. I, mean, I guess that's a pretty extreme situation with gross negligence, right? <laughs> just saying, it's not just if you intend to murder someone, but. You know, but that's a legal I, I definition. See, I, I fine, whatever. Okay. Hey, I, I he is our in-house bro, attorney I, here, so I have to. You, I have to say these things. I just otherwise, uh, I could live with myself. But honest, Lucia brought a an element of of I don't know. She brought an element of like street smarts into the into the whole equation. It, it was nice to see a cop on the island, even a even a murdering cop, even a, a corrupt cop. I just, you know, could just like she brought real world knowledge or real world experience into the show, sort of the character. I mean, it was kind of nice to have her because you got a lot of people that are like bumbling oafs. It was yeah, exactly. Have you have a lot of like weirdos. Kinda. You got she was like another Saeed and Jack kind of because even Terry O'Quinn's even even John Locke at this point she is was, like sort of his credibility is sort of out the window after all this. All of the all of this like madness that he goes through with his father and, and, and the sex operator and whatever, you just can't really. He's a cuckoo, you know. I would argue she's clearly the strongest female character. She's the strongest female character. She brought some street smarts, some real world experience, and she could have made the show a little bit more interesting with her p- police police procedure 
you know, that the foot in that. They world. really fucking wrote her into a corner, though, dude. Like, where was she murdered? Shannon. Everyone hated her. Like, she was stealing. Gu- like, I, I. She murdered a bunch of people in cold blood. Like, I. I don't know, dude. Like, <laughs> you know what? Though, I mean, I didn't really think about that till this this last couple minutes. Sawyer murdered that guy, the guy in uh, in uh, Australia. Uh, Hurley murdered the guy on the porch. Uh, Kate murdered her dad. Saeed murdered lots of people. Uh, Anna Lucia murdered that guy and Shannon. Um, Jack murdered that that guy that he did the surgery on and failed, and then slept with his dead wife or with his. Yeah, with, with Shannon, it was manslaughter. That wasn't. Yeah, but technically, Hurley didn't murder somebody. He just caused somebody to get killed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Caused yeah. That's, that's, like, that's yeah, quite the stretch. Around murder, very loosely. Yes. Mur- mur- murder is. Uh, <laughs> it, is is there any word, doubt that Jin has murdered someone? Oh. I don't think so. I, think, I don't I think, think that he admitted to it. I, Didn't I he admit to it some at some he, point in the I don't in the know. show? He didn't. Uh, we Echo is murdered. We see him people. like coming home with blood, but we don't see him. No, but we mystery. saw why he came home with blood. He be like beat the shit out of that guy. But he, and we don't know that he murdered anybody. Echo yeah, murdered yeah, he, people. Charlie murdered. Uh, he Charlie murdered. Uh, what's his face? Ethan, yeah, right? He he actually saved that guy by beating the shit out of him because yeah. the, the, his partner was going to shoot him and kill him, and he was like, hold on, and just went to town on him. You so know? If you want to live, you want. I have to beat the shit out of you. And this is and steal your dog. (laughs) So the only one left that hasn't murdered anyone is uh, son, Jin, Rose and Bernard. Everyone else seems to have caused someone else's death on the island. Anyone else? Declare murder. Sexy blue shirt girl and Froger. They haven't murdered anyone yet. Yeah, Claire didn't didn't murder anyone, did she? Uh, No, Claire, too. All right. So there's some people. All right. Well, Keith, before we wrap up, what's your, what's your final thoughts on where this episode is? Well, obviously they're going to, they're going to um, be able to um, get Michael back to um, the point where he can take them back and they're going to go find out where the others are. And they're going to try to go get Michael because based off what Darwin said, they're going to wrap up this story with Walt. So I'm imagining that, they're gonna be out there starting some type of a war to uh go get Walt back now. Yeah, it's interesting. It very, very little has happened this season. I mean, a lot has happened, but very it's it's we're still dealing with the Walter plot from the last episode of last season. Right. When that plot started when that plot started. It's a continuation. All these episodes have gone gone by. I feel yeah. I feel like most of the episodes have been them just pushing the damn code in on. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a yeah. well that that exposition, all that is critical critical backstory and stuff. But in terms of the plot on the island, not too much has occurred on the island since the kidnapping of Walt. It's like it's like been a couple of weeks or something, right? How long has it been since the end of season one? About thirty days, I would say. Well, yeah, yeah, very, like very little. Yeah, time. comparatively, it's been very peaceful. No, it's been about twenty days because the whole other saga was forty-eight days. That was the other forty-eight days. So right around the end, so I'd say what forty-five days or so. Uh, so well, they're so on sixty-eight. Been, that, so that it's about twenty. One. Yeah, yeah. So it's about twenty days, I'd say, since the end of the 48 yeah man this has been very much 
peaceful. There's no polar bears or smoke monster attacks. Yeah, or- right. The, the, the island has been sort of just doing Islandy. its thing. Like a regular island. It's just been kind of like a regular island. And the characters have been, there's been a lot of drama. But so far, until this episode, not too much plot. Shannon dying was a big one. That that definitely was a big thing when the tailies encountered the. But uh, even then, none of that was like weird island shit. That was just like people being people. Yeah, I'm not even sure if the tailies did the tailies meet up with the uh, fuse the fuselies after the Walt got kidnapped. Yes, it was or before. After, it was no, no, it was before. No, it was after Walt. Uh, because no, it was they after. after it was after Walt. It was way after. Yeah, okay, yeah. It was after. It was after. Yeah, because she kept seeing. Yeah, are we yeah. wor- Are we worried about like Echo? I mean, all the Tailies, man, they're just getting wiped out. Echo and Bernard, they're the only. Yeah, two okay, left. so what is wrong with the Tailies? Why are they cursed? <laughs> they were in the ass There's of the something plane. Something wrong with that whole section of the plane. I, I don't think it's cursed. I think it's just that they're uh, sub characters. And here's the thing: they were on the ass of the plane, except Bernard, who was taking a shit. He was not. He was should have been in the front of the plane, but he had to drop a deuce and ended up on the other side of the island. He was never supposed to be there to begin with. Just exactly. Bad timing. Exactly. Well, that's why he still survived me. All right, guys. Well, that is episode 20. Next week, question mark, which is leading us up. A couple more episodes to go till the finale. Jesse, any uh, anything you want to mention about question mark? I don't really remember much about it. I remember the 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 main character but other than that i don't really remember anyone want to take a guess it. what question mark is about like what the cross question mark is in reference to where in the season have we seen a question mark oh that was on the dharma poster there was a big question mark building Maybe. right yeah there was yeah so i'm assuming mm-hmm. that so all right guys We'll see you guys next week for question mark. Um, Any other final thoughts, guys? Nope. All right. Well, we will be back next week. Episode 21, question mark. uh, For Daz, Keith, Jess, and Future, myself. See you next week. Love you guys. Peace. Hey, guys, we are back. Uh, we were wrapping up the show and we started talking and we realized that we had more to say. So Daz, why don't you, why don't you pick up where, where we were talking off after we already turned off the recorder and just kind of were bullshitting with each other. Well, let's, let's talk about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you know, I'm sorry to open this up again, but I just had to say this, that I didn't feel like Ana Lucia's flashback storyline had any significance to the island storyline this time. I'm not sure, but I'm not saying that this was a bad episode or that it was a bad Ana Lucia episode, but it was very interesting that she was involved in in this Christian Shepherd B story and, and then continuing her story on the island. There's, what did we learn about Ana Lucia that we can like, how do we connect the dots? I don't think it's really possible. Is what it dots are we connecting? Bro, yeah. it probably was, uh, they, they were sending her home, so they had to fucking shoot it all, and they weren't going to Right, this- but what an interesting last episode, that, 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 that she's like a central figure 
in Christian Shepherd's story. Well, that, she's, yeah, that, his, that she's all of a sudden her, his driver in the it's flashback. Yeah, a bunch of foreshadowing for her. Well, let me ask you. Yeah, this. it might be foreshadowing. It might be ra- it might be tying other things together. But it's just very interesting that that's what they did. We it, we really didn't learn about something that happened in Ana Lucia's past that informs how she is today. That makes us kind of understand how she is today. It's more like it was an episode that sort of ties things um, together. No, that it we didn't explain, think bro, or it, had much relationship to each other. It, it puts her in Australia. I think that's it. Future nailed it. Like, cause she is one of her and Libby, the only two people right now that we don't know how they got in Australia. That it's, it's, it's a plot device to get her into Australia because she has literally no other reason to be there on that plane. So well, let me ask you that's guys. Interesting. That's an interesting theory, but they could have done they, they come on they could have made up something else why what what is the significance of her being on this mission for christian shepherd that she's invited to do this why do that i mean it seems like it, we don't have the answers just yet but this is something that it's very interesting because i think i think everyone can, liked this episode it's a good it was a good episode yeah i'm not saying you can't build on that i'm saying at this point it was literally like how the fuck do we get analysts to Australia? It, it did, yeah, it did that. It did, it did accomplish that, but they could have done that. Uh, what I'm saying is they could have done it in other ways. It was very interesting that they, they, you know, created this this commingling storyline. And yeah, no, so I didn't even think like, that this. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jesse. Oh, no, I was just saying two birds, one stone. It tells you why Lucia is there. Christian Shepherd's there. It, it ties in Sawyer being at the same bar. Like it, it just kind of like you know pulled all that together. Very convenient plot device. Well, let me I'm ask you guys. Let me ask you a question. So the she drops she drops Christian off at the bar. He hangs out with Sawyer that night, and that later that night he drinks himself dead. Correct. So they right. find him sometime the next day. They contact right. his family back in the States. Jack flies 24 hours to, uh, to Australia because I believe Australia is a 24-hour flight. So he At flies least. to Australia yeah. the next day to work out all these arrangements, then to get on a plane the next day to fly home. What did Ana Lucia do for the next two and a half days so she would be on that flight with Jack? I mean, what did she do? Well, she, she's been she's oh. been drinking in her hotel room for four days. So I okay, mean, I think maybe so she's she, just another she couple was, days. Because there, because know? because they got tickets for a week, maybe to Australia when they bought the ticket. She's playing bodyguard. They bought tickets for a week, and then on the fourth day, he surmounts the courage to to go do whatever he needed to do. And she has some downtime. She's not going to buy a ticket to go early. She's going to enjoy the hotel room that he's paid for. And then go. Yeah, are we assuming that her her contract is done once he goes and talks to this? Like she's not still hanging out with them? Yeah, he, she's done. Yeah, if she's yeah. done, then she has three days on Australia with yeah, to, to kill her hotel room and airfare. Which why why would she head home? I hope Do we know. I hope she went on a walkabout. That would be awesome. Like, just, <laughs> like they just let her rub it in Locke's face. <laughs> Do so, we know how Christopher died? Uh, Christian. Christian or Christian. I'm sorry. Alcohol poisoning. I think. Yeah. You where where, where did we get that information from? Yeah. I can't remember uh, from the first it's season. Twin Jack. 
it's when Jack showed up and was dealing with the, like he went and confirmed the body and all that, that was like, it was dropped in that. Okay. okay. So there's no chance Anna and Lucia could have killed him just because she likes to kill everybody. No. So we, um, so the only your bomb Kila down his throat. The only one we don't. But she's a revenge killer, Keith. She's actually a good person who just murdered out of revenge, which makes her okay. Oh, she's the Dexter. Kind of. No, Dexter didn't murder out of revenge. He murdered out of they were bad people. (laughs) Anna Lucia is like a a vengeance killer. Yeah. So uh, right now, is Libby the only one we don't know how they got to... Sydney? Australia. Australia. I think you're right. Yeah. Do, do we know why we Echo's know. there? I don't think yeah. we do. I think we do. We? Well, no, we know we know his backstory, but we don't know how he got on the flight. Okay. Yeah, he was doing right. missionary shit, wasn't he? Oh no, it was the plane. He was on the plane um that was carrying the um he wasn't on the plane. No, that was the brother. That was Yemi. His brother was. Yemi, is that his brother? Yeah, it was his brother. I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking that he was on some trip to try to find his brother. I think you can surmise that, yeah, but like, I think uh, so. yeah, we may see that next week. Yeah, let's yeah. see. Let's see what happens. Yeah, yeah. But back to this episode, real quick. Um, I felt like there was a lot of the whole fact of the the part where Anna Lucia was in Australia. It just didn't have a whole lot of meaning to me in that those flashbacks to me, it was, it was probably more of the weaker flashbacks I've from this season that I remember. See, I, I feel differently, but I thought that, the, that this show was telling me something that it's like, it was like a plot behind the plot because you see all the characters meeting up, you see Sawyer and Christian and Ana Lucia together in one scene before they get on the Island. So that to me is saying something about, I don't know, like there's something, there's some invisible, uh, you know, kind of moving force behind all these, these coincidences. And we've seen that we've seen a string of coincidences the whole time, you know, since season one, we've seen, we're seeing references to other episodes in other episodes. So th- this was telling us something about this universe, this world that they're in. Or that the the or or the island or something where they're kind of like destined to keep encountering each other. That's what I. That's kind of what I thought. So it's it's about this this episode actually was not about Ana Lucia as much as it was about the island. Like the nexus and nebulous creations that it weaves yes, before right. and after itself or whatever. Yes, exactly, exactly. Right. The island has some sort of a will or something or some something is bringing everyone together in these coincidences. We don't know exactly what yet, but that whatever yeah, that is, that's what I think this was this was about. Yeah, it's more than Ana Lucia. It's the recruiting of the Hunger Games people. They're pulling all these people <laughs> together. Okay, that was it. That was all I wanted to talk. Anyone else? Oh, that was good. I wish we would I wonder how many people are still listening. Thank you, you guys that that yeah, like, Connor, next time heck? I start Why a is question. There an extra three minutes at the end, eight minutes. So just just put this put put this at the beginning of the show. And it'll make sense. I'm gonna put it at the end. We'll see how many people are like, Why is there ten extra minutes? This guy doesn't know how to edit. This guy just leaves ten minutes of blank air afterwards. No. <laughs> 
This is a this fucking is, amateur hour on the This editing. is our version of the lost experience. This is the we have to go back Ooh. experience. No, this is like the Marvel movies after the credits. Post credit scene. You know yeah. what? I Jesse and I were talking. Weren't we talking about we should like play more podcast clips at the end, just you and me, like post credit scenes. Yeah. When we do the making of podcast, then we can like incorporate this into that. Yes. So to say, Das, you were talking about the coincidence thing. I was, I was, what, what's the quote? Is the like, uh, I believe in coincidences. Coincidences happen every day. I just don't trust coincidences. <laughs> I don't know. Who who said that? Uh, Ellen. Oh. Ellen Garrick. It's from Deep Space Nine. Yeah, it's a Deep Space Nine oh, nice. quote. <laughs> awesome. That's why I know it. Okay. <laughs> Nerd. I, I, Apparently. <laughs> uh, but no, that's a good quote. It's, it's Yeah, coincidences happen all the time. I just don't trust coincidences. That's funny. Well, awesome. See you guys <laughs> like later. Ellen Garrick. That's from Deep Space Nine. That's... 